Yeah, it's funny, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that I think for us has been real from the beginning is like we understood that we were never going to be ready to be married. Like it was just there wasn't gonna, there was right. never going to be a day where we were going to be like, yeah, it's time I hit that point that you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, that was never going to happen. It was it's never crazy. going to happen. It's like we jump in and we figure yeah. it out. And there's certain yeah. words we're just never going to say, like the D word. We're just never going to say that word. It's just never going to exist in our home. You cool? Mm -hmm. I'm cool. You gonna love me? I'm gonna love you. We good. And, that and let me just point out that Shirley refuses to say the D word. And for those who don't know what that is, that's divorce. divorce. But she did say homicide, though. I just yes. want to I just yes. want to throw that. The other D word, the other D word, <laughs> death. That one's on the table. You know, till death do us part. You know what I mean? That's funny. Um, that's funny. But I think it's, I think, you know, we spend a lot of time, or I should say, folks spend a lot of time planning these weddings and these like huge oh. events and those yeah. things. They, you spend so much time focused on that and then they come and they go like they're just gone like I, now all you have is this memory of this event hey y'all you're listening to the 1140 glory truths and promises podcast and i'm your host dr sf walters Listen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm so excited to be doing this thing called life with each of you. You might be wondering who I am, so I'll give you the quick version. I'm an assistant professor and PhD level health services researcher and author, check out the start of something glorious and the founder of 1140 Glory. And now you're probably wondering what 1140 Glory is all about anyways. Well, the 11 refers to the number of days that it should have taken the Israelites to make it out of the wilderness into the promised land, but instead it took them a whole 40 years. Yes. 40 years to see the glory that God had waiting for them. Why? Because of murmuring, complaining, complacency, a lack of trust, and most of all, disobedience. You see, we all have to journey through the wilderness to get to our glorious promised land. And that's what this podcast is all about, journeying together, learning from the scriptures to know God more, growing together to trust God greater, and remembering to obey God in spite of the season. It's time to get out of the wilderness and into the promised land, holding on to the truths, promises, and a God who is faithful enough to see us through and never leave our side. I'm so excited for this week's episode, so let's go ahead and dive on in. Hey y'all, and welcome to our newest episode of the Truth and Promises podcast. This is another from the Walters couch, of course, when you're here with us in our living room. My husband is here. Say hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? I hope y'all can hear him. Y'all know he talks a little low. But we also invited our pastors, our marriage counselors, yes. our like big sister and brother virtually to our couch. They are not here in Minnesota with us, but one day, one day soon, and we'll have to do another episode of this, but they are here virtually on the Walters couch. And I said I would plug this. One of the reasons we have the Walters couch is because of the Morris couch. So I will open this up for Ramel and Shirley Moore to go ahead and 
tell you a little about themselves and then we'll dive into our conversation. Hello. Thank you for having us. We are so excited, first of all, to be on your couch virtually. And then second of all, to just um, spend some quality time with our little brother and sister and just celebrate their accomplishments. And we're just so proud of you guys and grateful to be a part of your lives. And so you want us to introduce ourselves. I mean, where do we start? So we are Ramel and Shirley Moore. And we've been married 12 years that we've been married. Cool. Not Justin, because on the last episode we did from the Walters couch, Justin said y'all had been married six years. I was like, yeah, these what? are the people I'll talk about and said, you know, they are the key to us and helping us get to where we are. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not good with you. When Jordan's 10. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, uh. I'm not good with dates. I knew y'all was married a long time. Enough more than me. So <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, so man. funny. That's, that's too so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, so we've been married. Well, happy 12th anniversary. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've been married 12 years. And for us, every year that we are married, it's a milestone. It's mm-hmm. a, it's bigger a than, it's a testimony because we got married three months after we met. Mm-hmm. So we met and then three months later we got married. So in the most. I don't want to say illegitimate because that's not the right way, but the Definitely most not. the most not conventional way. Yeah. <laughs> so every time we celebrate an anniversary, we re- we also are slapping in the face the haters mm-hmm. who thought we wouldn't make it this long. <laughs> and the naysayers. <laughs> and the naysayers. So haters, we still together. Still happy. <laughs> <laughs> We're both alive. <laughs> I love it. So what do you all do from day to day? What are your occupations? That's a that's a that's a loaded question. So I guess I'll start by saying that I have a master's in organizational management and leadership. And so for the last year, I've been working as a consultant on restructuring a nonprofit organization here in Rhode Island. And that was like sort of like not the beginning, but like the biggest contract I've got in for my consulting firm. And then I've owned for the last five years an interpreting and translation firm (laughs) serving Really now we're kind of international, we're kind of all over the place, but really just helping people communicate and integrate into their communities. And then we're pastors, we're senior pastors of Fortified Life Church. Church this side of heaven. Praise God. And what did I leave out? We're parents to an amazing 10-year-old who is a ball of energy and just a blessing to everyone he meets. Yep. We are parents. I have a background in... These are like this is yeah. a, this is this the most loaded question you're gonna ask yeah. us today because this is like our struggle like what do you say yeah, to yeah, that yeah 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 we do everything we, we literally do everything <laughs> I am an entrepreneur I've been an entrepreneur for the last twelve years or more I don't even remember at this point I own a business called Coach Mel Moore LLC which is twofold right I currently. Um, and doing training for basketball specific. So I am a basketball coach. I coach at a prep school, but I do individual trainings. I train the whole person, which is the player as well as the person. And then I'm transitioning right now into Coach Mel Moore, the coaching, uh, life coaching portion of it, where I will be doing some Christian life coaching, teaching people how to get from where they are to where God will have them to be. So that's what I'm currently doing in transition right now. So I'm taking classes and things like that, trying to transition my life over to the next stage. Just turned 41 not too long ago. So I'm trying to 
make these next 40 years look like something special. So that's what and, I'm doing. Yes. And there's type them up, Shirley. There's something you started and, last night that the world needs to know, especially Shekinah. Oh, 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 I, I am, I am, uh, I am soon to be an author. Oh, of my first book. I can't. I can't give too much information, too many details, but it will. Because you know they'll rob it because yeah. it's bomb. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a revolutionary book. It's going to be something that you've never seen, and within a book setting, it's going to be something that's interactive. It's going to be different, and I'm super excited about it. I I started uh, a course, a writing course that's going to help me publish and put together nice. the, everything, every single part of it. So that I'm excited about that. And then we also just started our own. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You said they But see, this is, this is the loaded part of this question. <laughs> like they do everything. You name it, they got it. Yeah. Also, Ramel will, sh- will sell anything. I think selling most of the stuff out of my apartment as we moved here yeah. to Minneapolis. So a couple of many talents and blessings. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on something else. It's kind of been paused, but yeah. We got something TV else to work. Okay. I don't know why we just don't say it. You know, the interesting thing is that (laughs) one of the things that's been interesting on our journey is that we've really been successful in a lot of areas, but very separate. And so God, uh, in this season, God is bringing us together. And so we're working on a project Mm -hmm. together that was set to launch on Black Friday. And unfortunately, the platform that I built it on suspended my account. So I'm still waiting for my account to be reactivated. Yeah. So we're working on a merchandise line. We're, we're famous for having like one-liners. So we have shirts, hoodies, mugs, water bottles, stuff like that coming out soon. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that God is showing us in this season is that you are not fulfilling your calling, if you're, if there's no part of your calling that is you two working together, that you and your wife are working together. So for mm-hmm. us, it, it would behoove us to not work together and, and have a business together. To work us, to work together. Yeah, to work together. So we want to make sure that we're fulfilling our calling, our purpose. We marry. We might as well make money mm-hmm. together. It don't yeah. make mm-hmm. sense. And it took us 12 years to learn that lesson. Yeah. Because yeah, I was going to say, how did it take so long? <laughs> yeah. I'll let you share. <laughs> well, well one, of, one of the reasons why it takes so long or it took us so long to get to that part is we've always been afraid to work together, if I'm being honest. She's completely different. She works different. I work different than her. So in our working styles, we've always shied away from it because they're quote unquote different but what we understand and what we're starting to understand is that in our different working styles we should still be able to get uh, a common goal accomplished and that's what we've been trying to work on so she's very literal and technical technical and detailed and I'm very much a visionary why wouldn't those two things come together and work together and to be if we're being completely honest some of the ways that she was or that she is frustrates me and some of the ways that I am frustrate her to no end. To no end. Mm-hmm. So we had mm-hmm. to figure we had to figure out how to. It, this is this. I'm so glad you asked this question. We had to figure out how do we put our frustrations aside, so that we can live in our purpose, 
And as we decided to do that, God has also helped us understand that what I'm frustrated about with her is her business, not mine. Mm -hmm. That's between her and God, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I get frustrated about it as her husband, but the fact of the matter is it ain't none of my business. My job is to, to, to pray and be yield to the way she is, regardless of how she is. She's my wife, right? And I think, I think just to interject there, I think another thing that we've learned is that the very things that frustrated us about each other were the reasons why God brought us together and the things that we admired mm-hmm. about each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. <clears throat> when we first got married, Ramel launched a business And at the time I had no business experience, right? But I had managed like group homes. And so I knew about like budgets and like mingling funds and doing this and doing that. And so I would like give him feedback on stuff that was happening or like, maybe you should consider this or maybe you should talk to so-and-so or you know what I mean? Like I was trying to help him and he would like push me away. And so that made me not want to be involved it also, and it made me not want to be involved in his business and his stuff. And it made him feel like I was trying to mother him. Right. And so I think that with time, what we're coming to realize are like, that was God trying to like, if we would have partnered on that and we would have worked together, mm. that business would have been a million dollar business by now. Absolutely. Right. 12 years in, that would have been a huge business, but because we never caught the vision together and we never looked at each other, like, you're the iron that sharpens my iron, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I need you, like, you know, people believe in the yin and the yang, right? Like they make a perfect circle when you put them together. So like, I, you, he needs me to be complete in the business world and I need him to be complete in the business world mm-hmm. um, and in life, right? And so I feel like now we're realizing that, you know, the strengths that we have individually are actually complementary of each other and create a better product for the kingdom. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we 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 started to understand, too, is that the kingdom trumps our differences, like getting the job done, getting what we're supposed to do for the kingdom trumps whatever differences we have. And here's where it gets really crazy. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. So why wouldn't he plant seeds in us? to not work together because he wants mm-hmm. to stop the vision. He wants to stop mm-hmm. the, the, the progress. And I'm going to tell you straight up, my wife would tell me things before and I would hear it completely different than what she meant it or even what she said at times. And it's literally because he was robbing my hearing of what mm-hmm. it was really meant mm-hmm. to be. And I would take it wrong. I would take it, I, I would take it offensive. I would, you know, I would be offended by it, so forth and so on. And one day God showed me, you're not hearing her correctly. And what I had to do was I literally had to pray and say, God, I want to hear my wife. Mm. Like, I don't want to hear her from my past hurt or my past pains or my past rejections or my insecurities. I want to hear her from an open heart. I want to hear her from a place of refuge and knowing that you gave me this woman. And that's what I started to do. I started to hear her better and really listen to her for what she was truly saying and not for some of the information that I was getting, getting wrong. Sometimes when you, don't, when you don't hear, it leaves room 
for the devil to give you a different interpretation. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to lean in and really fight to hear your spouse so that there's no room for different things to be said in your ear. Yeah, I like that. I think about um, as you say that, I think about hearing my dad often say, don't be mad or you're mentally available for the devil. And sometimes when you're not hearing your partner the way that they are actually what they're actually expressing, that's what happens. You end up getting real mad. You end up being mentally available for the devil. And then you run down all these pathways fighting against your partner. This is something we've talked about in marriage counseling quite a bit with y'all about how you have to realize you're in this together. So was that like another level of realization for y'all in this whole pursuing business together, pursuing purpose together was realizing we're not just in this marriage together, we're in this business together, we're in purpose together and all that good stuff. Yeah. Definitely. I think, you know, I think it's real. It's, it's been a process of like developing, not just the, like getting the revelation, but then also building the trust Mm -hmm. and rebuilding each other's confidence. Right. Because obviously when you can't hear, you end up breaking people or breaking trust. And so I think that we've gone on this or we're on this journey, right? Like I don't, I don't, we're not Mm -hmm. quite done yet, but we're on this journey of just realizing that like it takes both of us to get to where we're going right like there's a reason why God put us together and three months later said y'all need to get married because this is it right (laughs) (laughs) that that wasn't by accident and so you know I feel like you know just to reference the 40 years um, in the wilderness that the um, Israelites spent I feel like we had our own wilderness in search of like unity in our marriage and Mm -hmm. unity in business and in life and, and everything else. And I mean, you know, my husband always had his mom and dad, they're still married, they're still together today. But I, I come from a broken home, I was raised by a single mom, and I've never seen successful marriages. So, you know, we were just trying to figure this thing out, piece this thing out uh, <laughs> the best we could, and we had to stumble forward. And by the grace of God, 12 years later, we're still here, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> I guess I want to change the subject and I guess harping on what Shirley said. So for people who, you know, come from similar backgrounds as you, where, you know, you haven't seen successful marriages or you haven't seen those fruits around you, how do you suggest they go about approaching those relationships and mm-hmm. approaching marriage? Because I think, you know, especially in, you know, minority communities, you know, there's few or far in between where you see those examples right so how do we you know help other people to see that it's it's possible and what to look to and how to guide yourself into that direction man a couple things number one I just want to say that my generation has broken in that I mean I look at guys my age so many of our friends they're still with their spouses they're taking care of their kids and I don't know what their family life looks like right but they're present and like you see, I see that in my generation. Yeah, there's still those those few and far, you know, that are still doing their their stuff. But I feel like our generation has gotten it. We experience fatherlessness, right? And so we've set out on this journey to break that curse. And we're we're like I keep saying we're we're, we're stumbling forward through it, but we're figuring it out. And so I just want to say that like 
at this point, and I just prophesy that that won't be the next generation's experience, right? Like they're not going to have to do this. But I say that at this point, the greatest thing that you can do is hang on to people, find those mentors. You know, we teach marriage on the rock. And one of the things we taught two nights ago, and one of the things that Jimmy Evans was saying in the video, he said, you know, only in marriage is it that you don't get the experience. Like you go to work, the more experience you get, the better you get at it. Right. And like and he's like in marriage, you don't get the same credit. Typically, the statistics show that the, the further into it you get, the worse the marriage gets unless you work at it. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that, like, you need mentors, right? Like the one thing that I praise God for and and I think has has been the thing that held us together this whole time is that we got married on December 3rd, but that January, a marriage on the rock class started. And so we just jumped into it. So we were like fresh newlyweds going through this um, course. Right. So that gave us a really strong foundation, but it also gave us a community and it gave us mentors. So we had people that we went to. And we've always consistently sought people that would like counsel us, walk us through issues. Whenever there was anything that was bad, we always called up, (laughs) not just prayed up, but called up like we need to meet. We need to meet now because there's going to be a homicide in this house. And I just say, you know, just because you haven't seen it done doesn't mean it can't be done. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Peter had never seen anybody walk on water, but Jesus called them out and he stepped out. And I think. As long as we follow the voice of God, he's going to walk with us. But then also you have to be humble enough to know what you don't know and to seek the support that you're going to need to get to know those things. I, I think that's a great question, Justin. And I just want to piggyback on to what my wife said. We have to also think about it like this. Just because you don't know or you haven't seen it does not give you an excuse to not be great at it, right? Mm-hmm. Any, anyone who's ever done anything like any invention that was ever made was an invention that was never made. Right. Sure, it was, Michael was, Jordan. Like they, no one's seen it. Right. No one, yep. no one had it. Right. But they, but they put the work in to get it done. And I think that's the same exact concept for marriage. And here's the deal. Seek counsel. Right. One of the reasons why I think we, we started to see this change in marriage is sticking it through and staying together is because the people before them didn't see it didn't have it, but they didn't leave that as their, as their option, right? That wasn't their option. They said to themselves, I don't see it. I don't have that kind of, that kind of uh, thing in front of me. I don't see that marriage in front of me, but I'm going to seek counsel on how to do this the correct way, right? And they didn't just leave it as, oh, marriages just don't work, right? They believed that they could, so they did. And I just think that's so important that whether you see it or not, Listen, ain't no marriage working without faith, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it, it ain't working. And the people of God said, <laughs> "Amen." <laughs> it ain't. It ain't working without faith. So it's going to take faith to get in it. It's going to get, yeah. take faith to get through it. So I just think that you know you just got to have a level of faith that's going to push you push you past what you didn't have. Yeah, it's funny, you know, one of the things that I think for us has been real from the beginning is like we understood that we were never going to be ready to be married. Like it was just there wasn't a, there was right. never going to be a day where we were going to be like, yeah, it's time. I hit that point that you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, that was never going to happen. It was it's never going to happen. It's like we jump in and we figure yeah. it out. And there's certain yeah. words we're just never going to say. 
like the D word. We're just never going to say that word. It's just never going to exist in our home. You cool? Mm-hmm. I'm cool. You gonna love me? I'm gonna love you. We good. And that. <laughs> Let me just point out that Shirley refuses to say the D word. And for those who don't know what that is, that's divorce. divorce. <laughs> but she did say homicide, though. I just yeah. wanna. I just wanna yeah. throw that. The out. other D word. The other D word. <laughs> death. That one's on the table. You know, till death do us part. You know I mean? <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's funny. But I think it's. I think you know we spend a lot of time, or I should say folks spend a lot of time planning these weddings and these like huge events and those things they you spend so much time focused on that and then they come and they go like they're just gone like now all you have is this memory of this event you have this whole life to live and all these things that you have to figure out together and those are the pieces that folks are not they're not looking into from the start and so they get married and they're like oh my god I'm person i never knew these things i can't deal with this stuff but he looked fine in his suit that day (laughs) (laughs) we had the perfect flowers (laughs) (laughs) no i I think that's great that you guys said that because you know i feel like especially in our generation people think that you know everything has to be perfect and i feel like i you know before i got married to shekinah i felt that same way and I was like, oh, I need this before I, my bank account needs to be like this. You know, my life, I need to be this way in my life, et cetera. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad you guys mentioned that faith is honestly what gets you there because you're just never ready. You know, you're always growing. Things are always changing. And you just really have to take that leap, you know, leap of faith and say, all right, this is the woman for me. You know, I'm the man for her. And we're going to make this commitment and we're going to stick to it. And, you know, I think that's that awesome that you guys said that. I just want to say this really quickly. I just want to take some credit. Really, before you met Shekinah, the truth of the matter is when you met us. Let's just be real. That is true. There we go. When there you we met go. us. Yes. When I yes. met some more, yes. I realized. Yes. And yeah, and giving credit to them. They helped me get there, you know, because I had a mental block. <laughs> you know, I had a real big mental block. Yeah. So so one of the one of the keys to us getting married was this. We said to ourselves, "We old." <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was. We're, we're, we're up there. We're up there. Yeah, wise. There we go. Yeah, wise. No, we was. I was almost twenty-eight. I was a few short, a few weeks short of twenty-eight. He was twenty-nine. Yeah, people get married way after that. We was wait. No you're more. not that old. I was practically yeah. almost twenty-eight. Yeah, that's a good age. Yeah, I don't know what really? she's talking you about. You calling us old? That's a perfect. Yeah, but I don't know. But you know you what? That... Know, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, just just chill. Okay, so, <laughs> but I will say though, the generation before you did get married younger, so that could also be a generational thing to think like, mm-hmm. oh, we're old. Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> not not to mention, we you know, we both been through a lot. Like I was twenty nine, but I'm really like. <laughs> I'm 55 in street years. Like, (laughs) so um, uh, we we a lot older than, you know, when we got married, but I I will. We had done did it all. Yeah. And I I will say this, you know, we, we can say all of the things, but the fact of the matter is this, we got married because we believe that God would help us in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We don't even we don't get married. We don't last this long if we don't lean on God. And it's just that simple. So when I say, you know, have faith, I'm saying have faith in God. Like, Lord, I like this. I like her. You like her for me. We like each other. Like, 
let's get married and we're going to believe that you're going to carry us through. And, and I truly believe that, you know, that's the rock you need in any situation, right? It's not the rock that goes on the finger. It's the rock that, <laughs> that you stand on to keep that marriage going. And, you know, I just think that 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 part is the is the is the real thing, right? Is that why we got married without rings? Yeah, we had, we got we it. had to we had to <laughs> the only rock we needed was the rock of Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus. Hey. All we needed was Jesus. Yeah, so much so, how did y'all invite people to y'all wedding via text message? Yeah, yeah. so and we sent text messages from Blackberries. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. At one o'clock, and we were like, "Hey, we're getting married at three thirty at the church. If you want to come by, come through." Funny thing is that the church had had a funeral that morning, <laughs> so they, the pastor and his kids, decorated the church with the funeral flowers, and that's how we got married. He was in his basketball so, so. uniform, and I was in a black and some jeans and a black button down. <laughs> yep. You see, I sent- you see that our life examples. <laughs> this is why we got married soon because we have fruit. Yeah, Justin was like, we got married fast. I was like, no, we got married slow, according to my parents, and also according to Rebellion. Yeah, Surely, right. yes, I mean, exactly. we took a month to plan our wedding, but theirs was planned in two and a half hours. <laughs> yep. And not even by us. <laughs> yeah. I text I text my mom about the wedding and she didn't even live here. <laughs> she wasn't even in the state. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Get I, <laughs> I got married twice and my mom hasn't been there for either one. Mm. He married me. Oh, twice, that? Just so everybody yeah. knows. He married yeah, me. Yeah, I married yeah. the, I married the I same woman. I knew that, woman. but Justin was looking like... I married the same woman twice, <laughs> Justin. I was thinking Justin, of a question. Justin, sit back. He was like, oh. Uh, sit back and relax. <laughs> I married the same woman twice. Let me, let me explain this before. Let me explain this before y'all get crazy. Yeah, when when we got married... <laughs> When we got married the first time, we said to ourselves, we're going to actually do a real wedding on our 10-year anniversary. And my wife would mention it every single year. You never proposed to me. You never proposed to me. So I wanted to make sure that I proposed to her and I got down on one knee and our 10-year anniversary and I proposed to her and I got her a real ring. With a real rock. I got a a real rock. With a real, with a real. And we got married uh, on our 10-year anniversary, again. We renewed our vows on a cruise. We did the Western Caribbean with 37 Ooh. of our friends and family. It was a blast. Yeah, we kind of got married twice, sort of. Yeah, well, did. you know, the pandemic, you know, caused yeah. that, you know, because we have families in different locations, et cetera. But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. And you'll do it all over yeah. again, right? Yeah. Maybe on a cruise and... In nine years yeah, from now. You might have to do yeah, that. Do it. Another idea. Do it. Cruise, do it. You know, invite some people. The best thing <laughs> is that only the people that love you are going to come because they got to pay to come. That's the best it's thing. It's true. That is very, it's very true. true. People I mean, I didn't come so to y'all. Quick. <laughs> I mean, I didn't come on y'all cruise, <clears throat> even and though I was invited. But I love y'all, though. Just, you know, I was a college student. I was broke. Yeah. No, but yeah, we got married twice. I feel like our our vow renewal was like a testimony, you know? There were so many people. I mean, till this day, people, my, my brother is an avid. He reminds us regularly that, yo, I never thought you guys were going to make it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, they just trying to do stuff. That's why they're getting married, because that's how Christians roll. That's all my, my brother says. 
And then he says year after year, he just looks at us and he's like, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe <laughs> what you guys have done and what you've built. And it's just a testimony of who God is. Mm, that's awesome. I know you're probably thinking right now, oh man, that's it. Y'all, there are so many gems that the Moors were dropping for us. So we had to split this episode into two episodes. So I know this might stop sort of abruptly for you as you're listening, but if you tune back in to the next episode that we have coming out, all of the goods will still be available to you. We're talking, when is it time to get married? We're talking a little bit about submission, seeking God, keeping the focus inward on your relationship, all that good stuff happening in part two of From the Walter's Couch with the Moors. So as always, I'm happy that you all could listen in today. If you want to connect with me or 1140 Glory, go on over to 1140glory.com. There you can find the show notes under our blog and sign up for our Thank God It's Monday email list or join our Facebook group. You can also find information about Ramel and Shirley Moore in the show notes as well. And if this has blessed you or if you have any topics that you want to hear about in the future, future, then comment on the blog and let us know. And of course, be sure to share this with one friend and one family member. Be blessed, y'all.